Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us, they were competitive games, though they were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up, we were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying, because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Braden here, and we're excited to start this four-part series on the path out of porn. I uh, hope you journey with us. I hope you journey with us um, for the next four weeks, this week and the next three. Um, just going right from start to finish, the path out of porn and helping you walk through that. Before we get going, I just want to say, uh, with Restored Ministries, we have a couple things that I wanted to touch on. Number one is our Freedom to Impact one-on-one coaching. We have a, we have group coaching. We have groups within Pure Freedom Journey. There's groups that take the boot camp in their church groups and university groups and, and whatever it is. But if you're looking for one-on-one support, uh, definitely go to restoredministries.ca. Uh, you can you can click on the Get Help tab and go to Freedom to Impact one-on-one coaching. Um, there's, the spots are limited, obviously. I mean, it's pretty time-intensive to do that. But I love doing the one-on-one with people. And so you can apply there for an initial call, an empowerment call. And we can just chat for 30 minutes to see if it's a fit for you. Um, and then secondly, we're really, really excited about this. This has been an answer to prayer um, that we've been praying for a long time is, uh, is we brought on Kelly Lamentier, which is, uh, uh, or who is a, is a fantastic coach working with trauma and identity in Christ and authority. And we've had Kelly uh, working with women already. We've had Kelly part of our prayer teams. And, and honestly, the feedback we've gotten on Kelly is phenomenal. People love working with her and the power of God that's within this woman is amazing. And so she's working with people, with women one-on-one who are addicted to pornography. She's leading groups, but also she's um, working with wives of men who are addicted. And so there's so much in the home where the women, uh, the wives are affected by a husband's porn use or infidelity or whatever that is. And she's been through it too, so she understands it. Um, 
um, but she's able to work with that too. So you can go again to restoredministries.ca um, and click on the wives tab and you can get a hold of Kelly there too. So just wanted to throw that out there. If that's uh, for you or for somebody that you know, we, I wanted to make that uh, uh, known that those options are available. Yeah, we highly recommend you checking those things out. And also one thing I do want to mention for you too, please subscribe and follow the podcast that gets the word out. We really have a heart to help people. So the more the word gets out, the more people we can really help and and bring that uh, healing and freedom that we pray for and we hope for for all of you so please do that please uh, hit the subscribe button the follow button and make a comment too on uh, the whatever podcast app you listen to us on so we encourage you to do that and another thing too we really encourage you if you want to think through what it could look like to provide a donation support for the podcast it helps us to keep going and it doesn't have to be much it can be 5 10 15 bucks whatever um, but it helps us move forward and we really uh, would benefit from that too, in the sense of, hey, we can keep going in what we're doing because um, it does cost money to put these out. So really appreciate you guys. Appreciate all of you for listening. And we're excited to get into this today because we are doing a four-part series, a pathway out of porn. And this is something that we would have wanted back when we were struggling. Hey, Matt? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we really had a clue about what porn was doing to us. We didn't know how to get out of it either. We didn't even know the steps that we needed to take. We had good advice and bad advice given to us and it was just muddy waters for us. We had no idea. All, we really I, didn't. I thought all I had to do was leave my computer in the in the kitchen and tie up my hands and handcuffs for a <laughs> yeah, bad time. That's right. Yeah, me too. I just thought I had to like close my eyes and squint really hard so I didn't look at things, right? Like I, I had these ideas, I think we all do, about what it means to get it out of our lives. And some of us, you know, let's be honest, you don't even think it's a problem. You really don't. Maybe you've looked once this year and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm good. Like maybe you only look once a week and that's, you don't feel that's a big of a deal. Whatever. It's not just frequency, right? We think, well, hey, I only look so much, so it's not that big of a deal. And the reason we say that is because I was there too. You know, I'm like, if someone was to ask me back when I was struggling with porn, hey, is this an addiction in your life? Is this a problem in your life? Nah, you know, I don't look that often. So you know, no, no different than any other guy, but I didn't have any idea of what porn was actually doing to me. It was drawing me in, even though it might've seemed at a slow pace, it eventually ramped up and I couldn't, I couldn't even control it. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a beast had been unleashed in my life and I didn't even know like what happened. Right. So this is why we're doing this, this path out of porn. We're going to give you tangible steps about how to move out of this. And if you want to hear kind of a rundown briefly, we did a six minute kind of intro yesterday. So go listen to that. If you want to know kind of what we're, we're going to lead you. But aside from that, we're going to do one today on awareness. Path out of porn, awareness, the awareness piece of what porn is actually doing to us, what it's doing to our relationships and how it's affecting our lives. And this is a crazy one because people even, you know what, I was talking to a guy even this week about sexual things and he's like, man, I, I was really struggling with my mental health in life, just in general in life. And, uh, and then I got plugged in here and I feel so much better. I've got control over my body and I feel more confident. His mental health is getting better. And you know, there's so many people that it's like, they come in, they're like, man, I struggle with depression too. And they think it's a separate issue, but then they start getting free of this and they're like, oh, the depression's mm -hmm. leaving. I'm feeling better. And we are just so unaware of that because we think that pornography is just a sexual thing. And mm -hmm. maybe I'm just a dirty guy and I'm too horny all the time. And my libido is <laughs> right. high and that's all it is. But it's like, no, it, it affects everything. Yep. And so with this mental health piece, I mean, to get, to get even more specific, when, the, when they do MRI scans of brains, there's parts of our brains that are supposed to contribute to joy and to 
motivation and productivity, um, ability to laugh. Those parts of our brains literally don't develop. They don't grow. They get crushed when we're watching porn, when we're when we're addicted here. And so the way that the dopamine and the Delta Foss B works and all that, it, it, it rewires our brain in, in, in a way where we can literally only feel joy from pornography. Yeah. And so then you go to different things in life that should bring you joy and you're like, man, I must, I must be depressed. I can't feel happy in my relationships or this thing that I liked, you know, my hobby. It doesn't bring me the same joy. But we don't equate it to pornography, but often it's like directly related. So yeah. part of this awareness piece is like, man, where is this affecting me in ways that I just haven't really recognized? And the reason why is because it kind of gives you a kick in the butt to get going. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's really take this seriously. Let's overcome the fear and the shame and get some help yeah because you know porn it causes us to isolate it's one of those those um behaviors that we don't want people to know about and i'll come back to that brain part because that really helped me but porn is this isolation thing right it causes us to move away from people it causes us to stay hidden because we feel that people won't accept us or understand we're the only one we have all this list of things that the reason why we go underground with this this thing. And also, it causes us to rationalize our behavior too. It's not so bad. It's not that big of a deal. Everybody does it. It's normal. Our culture actually celebrates it to a degree, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just exploring my sexuality. Da-da-da-da-da. You go down the list, right? It could be worse. I could be doing drugs. That could be my Totally. Escape. Often, this is what we do, right? We rationalize the behavior to make it sound like it's better than it is or that we don't have to deal with it because it's not that big of a deal. So, it causes us to isolate causes us to remove ourselves from the things that are life-giving and to keep us hidden. And then the brain part, what Matt was talking about, man, did that help me. Like when I heard that, it made me understand, okay, I thought I was just this morally broken person. And because I couldn't stop that, you know, maybe I'm I'm not close to God or maybe I'm, you know, I, I just, I'm not a true Christ follower or whatever else, right? And you just feel really defeated. But when you realize that there's parts to this, one of the parts is it has rewired our brain. And why that helped me is because it made me realize, wow, there's more to this than I knew. There, this, this awareness is bringing me a better understanding that, hey, you know, like as I learn about the brain and, and how this has rewired my brain, I realize there's hope here because, you know, I can learn to rewire myself with the help of God and others and, your brain has something called neuroplasticity, so it can bounce back. It can be restored to something healthy. But just understand this. Porn is attacking you physiologically, okay? Not just on a spiritual level, but physiologically too. And that's why many guys, you know, I was like this too. You just can't stop. <laughs> like, you're wired for this. It's like a drug. It is like a drug addiction. It works very similarly to that. But the one the big difference is it, it wraps up your heart too. It wraps up your relationships in a bad way. So you need to be aware of these things because it is actually helpful. If you don't get this, you're not going to think that you have a problem or that you have a problem you need to, to move away from. Yeah, you you, you got to be aware. Like, you know, oh man, I got so many problems, and porn's just one of them. But it's like, no, actually, porn is probably the like the lightning rod that's affecting all of these other things. Yeah, I remember there's that movie, that documentary. You, I think, Brad, and you saw, but it was a few years ago. Probably some of you guys listening saw it. It was called Over Eighteen. It was a documentary, mm-hmm. and I love what the directors were doing. They're trying to create a movement to really crack down on the ability for kids to see porn and to have access to to porn sites. So. They were talking to this for featuring this family in I think it was I think they're in Winnipeg in, in Canada where 
the 12 year old or 11 year old he was addicted to porn and then it was funny he's like hey my name is uh, i think it was jake but whatever it was um and i'm a 12 year old recovering porn addict <laughs> right <laughs> and so it was this family story and the parents were saying you know this he was so gentle and caring with his sister he's like the nicest kid and then all of a sudden he got so violent and he'd get angry and he'd get aggressive and we were like what is going on it's the way that porn was shaping his brain mm -hmm. And there's a lot of serial killers that talk about using porn. So, yeah. anyways, I mean, it, it not to beat this down with the with the beat this to a pulp with the brain thing, but it really affects so much. So, I want you to be aware in your own life, um, man. Like, do I have any of these traits? Anger, violence, aggression, depression, lack of motivation, um, lack of productivity, uh, isolation. Um, Things like that. Like, do I have any of these things? Even if you're not certain that it's connected to porn, maybe it is. And so mm -hmm. maybe that can kind of give you some motivation to get going on this. Another thing that porn does is it normalizes sin. Like, it normalizes other sin. Yeah. Um, I was... You know, I grew up in hockey, Brad, and you grew up in hockey. Mm -hmm. Hockey is not the not the purest environment. <laughs> you don't say, okay, <laughs> in the world. And so I would just, you know, I wasn't as bad as other people, and so that's kind of what I would would think. But crude jokes, for example, that's something that I'm like, oh, everybody throws a crude joke out there, right? Like those are funny. You laugh at them. You yeah. come up with them. You say mm -hmm. them. You know that scripture says to do away with crude jokes, to not not even have it part of your 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 verbiage or your repertoire. Don't have crude jokes, but it normalizes that, right? Uh, it normalizes even even homosexual things, and we know there's homosexual struggles and same sex struggles out there. We're not talking about the struggle, but we're talking about being okay with it. It normalizes it. Where say we watch gay porn, men or women. Um, and then, and then we just see that and, you know, we're like, ah, you know, it's not that bad. And we just don't have this, the same view on it that God has because it's been normalized. We normalize adultery or, or different things. So it normalizes sin. And so just to be aware in your life, like what does it normalize? And I think it's that old thing, like in order to, to fix a problem, you got to admit you have one, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're going through all of these because we want you to really realize like, oh, this is affecting maybe more than I realize in my life. Yeah, it's progressive. It really is because it, um, it isn't something that if left alone will get better or go away. Like I've never really heard that. Like, and we know this even in the Bible, right, with sin, you know, there's a, in, in the Bible, there's a book called James in the New Testament, and he talks about, there's one scripture there, verse 1, 14 to 15, uh, go check it out. He talks about how sin is a progressive thing. It gets progressively worse if there's no outside force to deal with it, being God and, you know, confessing and getting on your life. It gets worse, and that's the same thing with porn, and it really does, because we see this, how it affects us physiologically, it changes us. You get a little bit of the taste of it, and that really excites you. It really does. But you know what? The next time, it doesn't excite you as much as it did the first time. So you need to increase the behavior. You need to increase your consumption to get the same high, the same feeling that you got. And then you'd get wrapped up into this really, this slippery slope of increasing the behavior, increasing the amount, increasing the risk of it so that you get the same kind of hit of high or feeling so porn isn't something that just stays where it is. And you might be, you know, this is one of the things I, I think I did. I thought, no, it's the same. I'm, I'm probably a little bit better. Or, you know, I've gone a little while without it. 
but you, that's not how it works, okay? You, you can kind of lie to yourself or try to convince yourself that you can keep it at this level in isolation often too is what we do. And I'm going to tell you that it doesn't work. It doesn't work. A big step pathway is to admit porn is progressive and it is going to be worse for me than better um, if I keep it in my life. It will not get better for you if you don't have an outside force to help you deal with this and to make some decisions. So this is a real key thing. And you know what? Often what happens is we, you know, we, we normalize the, this behavior. We don't think it's that bad anymore. I mean, there was a study done. <laughs> this is by Barna. They found that 32% of them that they pulled said, hey, yeah, porn is usually or always wrong to watch. 32%, okay? They pulled the same people and they found that 56% of them said that they think that not recycling is a much worse problem than porn in our life. And I'm not saying, I'm not minimizing how important recycling is, but porn is a much more progressive and worse sin in our life because of what it does to us in our relationships. It damages us in such a, a terrible way and it hurts other people in our lives too. Man, if porn increases the likelihood of adultery by 300%, I wonder what not recycling does. This has got to be like 500% more likely (laughs) adultery if you don't recycle. My goodness. Yeah. Like we we just, we have a misunderstanding of what it does and and the the level of of problem of it is in our lives, even our culture. So I get it. If you're there and you're thinking, hey, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I understand. I understand why you would think that because our culture doesn't think it's a problem. Right? But I'm going to tell you right now, this is changing more and more. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's organizations that aren't even faith-based that are coming out, uh, like F- Fight the New Drug, that are saying this is a problem. We have politicians saying it's a problem. You know, like there's people coming out admitting how much of an issue this is and how addictive it is and how it's destroying us from the inside out. So you got to be aware of what this is doing in our lives. And I want you to consider, like, what's your relationship with God like? Do you feel like you're close to him? Do you feel like you can connect? What about when you pray? Uh, do you feel like he's listening? Do you feel like you're close? Like you're you're entering into to his courts, to his gate, like entering into the throne room, these things that scripture says. Like, do you feel like you can really have that intimate relationship? Or what about when you read the Bible? You feel like it comes alive, like you're in there and you're like you're just passionate, like, whoa, this is amazing, it's setting me free. Or do you read your Bible and, and you just feel ashamed and you go like, oh, Man, the sexually immoral one inherit the kingdom of God. That's me, and you feel all the shame and condemnation. What I'm saying is, it's that it, it wrecks our relationship with God, and we'll often say, "Hey, um, sin will will cause a distance between us and God." But I want to kind of look at that because Adam and Eve sinned, and God chased them down, like God pursued them. So God doesn't ever leave us, but we go and hide. And so when you go, man, you know, this is, a, this is such a common thing. It's something that I address all the time, like literally with every single person that I talk to is, is like, how's the Bible? with how, How's prayer? And it's so common for it to be a real struggle. Uh, I, think for, I think for a lot of people, but especially people stuck in sexual addiction. And, and you know, you just go, man, I, I want the Bible to come alive. I want prayer to be real. But sometimes it's the shame of porn that stops that, that, that in our, in our mind, we think, man, I, I'm not worthy. I can't hear God. It must be because of my sin last night. And it wrecks that. And so the relationship that we have with God is really effective. Yeah. And the big key there is what, what porn does is bring shame. Matt alluded to that. So there's a difference between guilt and shame. Um, guilt is you feel bad because you did something. Um, you feel bad about that act. But what shame does is it says that something's wrong with me. 
Um, I can never get past this. I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. And it's, it's, uh, it really wraps us up in this fog of shame into the point where we don't want to reach out. We don't want to, you know, ask for help. We don't want to reach out to God. We don't want to, you know, reach out to even others because the shame, it's like putting shackles around our ankles and we can't move anywhere. And not only that, it, it, covers us in this um this hiddenness and we want to stay there because we don't feel like we have any worth any value that does that's what porn does to you too it makes you feel like you don't have value or worth and you may not recognize it so if you are a christ follower what matt said is true you know you don't feel like you can connect to god and if you aren't a christ follower and you're listening thanks for listening by the way um but another aspect that it does for you too is your relationship with others too you can't connect with people. You don't connect well with people. You don't know how to relate to people. And so you go to something that you feel like you'll get acceptance, which is like porn. Yeah. Um, and so be aware of that. We're bringing all these awareness pieces out here because it's not to make you feel bad about yourself, but it helps you understand this is something you got to get out of your life. Step one here, path, you got to be aware of this. You got to admit that this is a problem. And again, it's not about frequency. We're not talking about that. Yes, some people have more advanced stuff in their life, you know. Others have, you know, it's a little bit less than that. But if it's in your life on any level, you got to get it out of your life. And we, we can't be, we can't overstate that enough. You got to get it out of your life. And so be aware of what it will do to you. Even if it's on a little bit of a level you have here, it will get progressively worse unless you deal with it. So great, you don't have a lot of it in your life? Deal with it right now. If you have a lot of it in your life, great, deal with it where it is at right now. And we're going to talk about what it means to deal with it. But I think what we want you to take from this podcast is be aware and admit that this is something that is an issue in your life. You got to admit it. Cause I, I don't know about you, Matt. That was one of my biggest struggles is I didn't want to admit that it was a problem. I thought I could manage it. I thought I could beat it alone. I didn't think anybody needed to know about it. I thought it could be something that I sweep under the rug and maybe someday I'll lift up the corner of the rug and it'll be gone. You know, that was my hope. And it didn't work for me. I had years of struggle and battling and grinding it out. It didn't work. It was, it hurt me. It hurt people in my life. It hurt my wife, you know? So I'm telling you this, not as some sort of person on a platform here that had it all figured out. I didn't. That's why I needed to become aware. And that's why you need to become aware of what it's doing to you. Yeah. And when you said that it hurt your wife, it didn't just hurt her after you confessed because she was already wondering, hey, is yeah. he watching porn? Like yeah, she had those questions in her mind. Yep. And I know in so many relationships, there's like, there's lack of communication and there's just like, what? why can't, why won't he talk to me? Why won't he open up? I don't really know how he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, right? And there's all these questions and it affects communication. And then you go, man, my marriage isn't good. My relationship isn't good or we're engaged or whatever. And, you know, we, I, one guy recently, like, man, when we're engaged, we just had no emotional connection. We just had fun together, but it wasn't deep. Yeah. And that, and we carried that into our marriage. But when you are watching porn, don't buy the lie that it's not affecting people. <laughs> That's right. Just because they don't know. It's yeah. affecting people. And, you know, in James 1, 14 and 15, it talks about how when the desire is conceived, it, it, it leads to sin and sin grows up and leads to death. And you're like, well, what does that look like? Might kill you physically. Probably this won't but it might kill your marriage. 
Yeah. It might kill your job. It might kill self-confidence. It might kill so many things in your life. We want you to just get this hunger. You know, Braden said he was going to pay for my lunch today. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, nice guy. But now I'm, all I'm thinking about is food. I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm like, where are you going to take me? I'm hoping it's steak. He hasn't told me exactly what he's going to allow me to eat. <coughs> but I, I got to listen no, to whatever no, he it's says. Not, it's not steak. Sorry, buddy. Oh, a couple salad rolls, I guess. <laughs> a couple salad rolls. We'll get you some protein, don't worry. <laughs> so whatever it is, I'm pumped because since he told me that he was going to get me food, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about his food. We want this hunger to be what it's all you think about is like, we want you to look at every day, like how, where can I get help? What do I need to do? Um, go to our website, go to whatever website, I don't care, but just get help. Talk to people in your life, like make it your mission that I'm going to get free of porn. Just like right now, my mission is to try to get Brad to spend a few extra bucks on my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. He's guilting me into it. See, it's not shame. It's guilt, uh, into to getting him better food, but you know, that's so true. You know, you need that hunger to get this out of your life because if you don't, if you just like hey, it's not so bad. You're just going to respond that way. It'll be half measures. Ah, uh, you know, maybe I'll tell somebody I struggle with lust, whatever that means, right? That could mean anything. Or, hey, you know, you know, I'll just, I, I only look up maybe once a month instead of five times a month, you know, a little bit better, right? You know, like you're just going to take half measures. You're not going to do what it, what it, need, it takes to, to get this out of your life. So you need to be aware of what this is doing and be very, very clear this is something that you can't mess around with. You can't just, you know, keep it in your life and hope it gets better on its own or try to beat it alone. And we'll talk more about that. But there's something that will help you with the awareness piece because you might be thinking, hey, you've told me, yeah, it's a big issue, but I don't really think I have a problem. I, I don't think so. Well, we're going to give you a resource here. <laughs> it's going to be actually on our show notes. And it is an SAST test. It's free. I would highly recommend that you go do that test. And it won't take you long, just a couple minutes. It will give you a clear picture of where you're at, where you're at in regards to sexual stuff. And this isn't, again, to make you feel bad. This is an awareness thing. So you understand, okay, this is where I am at. It's the same kind of thing with Google, right? If you want to get somewhere, you need to know where you're starting. You got to input that into the app so you know where you want to go. Here's, here's that piece for you. You got to know where you're starting from. And until you do that and acknowledge it and own it, you're not going to get anywhere. So this is going to be a resource for you that's going to be helpful here. So take that test and then I, I'm pretty sure it'll be eye-opening because it was eye-opening for me when I took it. I'm like, oh my goodness, I had no clue. And that's that's what this is going to do for you too. And it's it'll spur you on. That's our hope for you. Spur you on to get that hunger to get porn out of your life. The last thing that we want to touch on is just clean house, man. Like get rid of access to this stuff. We've talked about this before, but even even yesterday, my my phone is like overloaded right now. It, I I can't even take a picture of my boys. Like it's got too much stuff on it. So everything I try to download is like, oh, I had no space. So yesterday I deleted Instagram, and I use Instagram tiny bit for personal. It's mostly just for the ministry stuff. Um, see if people are messaging and whatever. If, and having said that, if you're wanting to send us a dm on instagram you feel free at restored underscore community a little plug if you're not on instagram on our page but i was on, i i have that for the ministry really and so yesterday because my phone's so full in the morning i was trying to i don't know what i was trying to download but i deleted the app and last night i was in bed and i was like oh huh, i wonder if people messaged or i wonder what happened on on our page today but i realized i hadn't thought about it all day long and it reminded me of this guy about five months ago i was coaching him and and he said, man, you know, when I don't have access 
to porn. Like, I, or he said, when I don't have access to my computer in private, it's like no problem for me. Mm-hmm. But it's whenever I have it by myself in my kitchen or by myself in my room, whatever your situation is, um, that's when it's a real problem. And so we want to get rid of access. Yeah. Just do what it takes to get rid of access. Yeah, you do. And you may not understand this, but we've talked about it. What porn does to your brain it has a very similar effect on your brain as something like cocaine or heroin would. And that might be alarming to you, but it's true. It acts in a very similar way. It, it fires and it causes your brain to fire in that way that, that just overloads the pleasure centers, your brain that does those get overdeveloped to the point that everything starts to wither away on the other areas. So your brain eventually will look like a porn addict's brain. That's alarming. And the reason we say that is because I would never tell a porn addict, say someone who's struggling with cocaine addiction, Hey, have cocaine in your house, but, Hey, all you got to do is just really try hard and grit your teeth and, yeah. you know, really not think about it and you won't do it. <laughs> That's not going to work, right? Yeah. Same thing with porn. You know, you can grit your teeth. You can try to hold out as long as you can, but if you have access in your house, you're going to go look at porn. And that doesn't mean to be, you know, be negative for you, but it's just, it's just real, right? You will look at it. So you got to clean your house. I remember when I was learning this stuff, and this, this dates me, but I had a stash of porn. Okay. I had like some magazines, you know, like actual physical magazines. Can you believe that? No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember I'm like, I got to get this out of my house. So I got a bag, a garbage bag. I didn't want anybody else, you know, seeing this, but I put in the garbage bag, all my stuff. And I took it to the back of the, you know, where they picked up garbage. I got rid of it. I threw it out. And that, that was a symbolic act for me in a certain way. But I, it's it's the same thing for you. You have to cut off the source of where porn is coming into your life. But we want you to think about this. Now that you're aware what porn is doing to you, you got to get the drug out of your house, okay? If you have the drug in your house, you have access to the drug in your house, you're just going to be banging your head against the wall here. It's not going to work. So you got to clean house. And Matt, you've had people in your program take some pretty drastic measures. You know, I remember the one guy, right? You said he got rid of his phone completely. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got to do what it takes, right? Get rid of their TVs. Some yeah. guys have done that. Their yeah. phone, their access. Yeah. And we're not talking about forever for the rest of your life. We're talking for a period because we talked about neuroplasticity in your brain. You got to, it's going to take some time to rewire your brain to move away from addiction. So it's, we're talking for a season of your life that you got to remove the access completely. And there's layers to this as you move forward in life for sure. And again, we'll break that down in another coming up podcast, but you need to cut off all access and get drastic with it. And, you know, if you want this out of your life, you got to do this, okay? This is a step you got to take. So I don't matter if there's anything else you want to add to that. I just want to add, be proud of yourself when you do this. Yeah. Don't make it like, oh, this is such a drag and this is a brutal process. Like, be proud of yourself. You're making, you're, you're doing something that's going to really help you. Yeah. And you're doing something that literally probably almost everybody who's ever gotten free of this stuff has done. And so you're following in the footsteps of those who have gone before you and you're, you're submitting yourself to advice, to wisdom. Mm-hmm. So be proud of yourself. Like, as you're cleaning stuff up in your house like, or or in your subscriptions or whatever the case is um just be proud of yourself like put a smile on your face this is something i think i've i've been saying lots lately but it's so big even in my own life it's like let's just smile and like be proud of yourself what is this going to get for me versus what is this mm. going to rob from my life yeah so absolutely. um so i hope that helps you guys brad and good stuff the awareness of the problem of porn this is part one of the path out of porn Make sure you tune in the next three weeks. We're going to talk about next week about getting honest and receiving forgiveness. 
And then the next week after that is healing and community. And part four of Path Out of Porn is lifelong growth, what that looks like. So make sure you tune in to all of these four uh, weeks and then apply. Don't just tune in, but apply Mm -hmm. what is relevant to your life. Uh, If you need some more help, you can go to the show notes on the the website page for each episode and look at the resources there and just kind of look at the summary of the notes too. So hope that helps. Thanks for hanging out and thanks for being a part of our tribe. God bless. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.